Hi, everyone. I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to my podcast, That's Life, I Swear. So let me know if I understand this. And I quote, In the spirit of essential discussions for female athletes and monitoring any abnormalities, female athletes are asked to disclose their menstrual history to compete in sports. End quote. Hmm. Shades of the Handmaid's Tale, if I've ever heard it. Well, let's jump into this. Well, having my morning coffee one morning and reading the sports page, I suddenly heard a slap of the hand on the table, followed by a loud, what the hell? The look on my wife's face spoke volumes, telegraphing astonishment. Have you read this? As she handed me the paper, the article's headlines made me do a double take. High school sports group rethinks forms menstrual cycle questions. Lately, there have been debates and controversies surrounding the practice of some high school schools asking female athletes to provide information, get this, about their menstrual cycles as a requirement for participating in sports. This requirement has been implemented to ensure, now get this, the health and safety of female athletes and ensure fair competition. Providing such private information has drawn strong backlash from female athletes, their families, and women's rights organizations. As of late, the issue of questions being asked by female athletes came to the forefront when the Florida High School Athletic Association got strong pushback with the five menstrual cycle questions on their athletic form. Now, let me read these to you. I'm not making these up. Question one, when was your first menstrual period? Number two, when was your most recent menstrual period? Number three, how much time do you usually have from the start of one period to the start of another? Number four, how many periods have you had in the last year? And number five, what was the longest time between periods in the last year? Now, the main centerpiece of parents' concerns were the questions for sure, but more to the point with the invasion of privacy. Where and how is this information stored and protected? Who gets access to this information and why? Knowing a woman's menstrual cycle will ensure fair competition in sports. Additionally, there is confidentiality. Perpetuating gender stereotypes and discrimination and perpetuating the stigma surrounding menstruation. Now, I did a little digging, and much to my surprise, I discovered that 44 states in the United States ask high school girl athletes to fill out a form asking these types of questions. Now, most of the states include these forms on their websites under tabs labeled as Health, Safety, Sports Medicine. Nice marketing spin, but what an insult to the intelligence of women. The five questions on the Florida form are titled optional. I love that word. Covers all manner of sins. Optional meaning that you don't have to answer any of these questions. However, the word optional next to a question on a form makes one wonder what may happen if you don't answer the questions. Now, this could be similar to getting a question like, what makes you interested in this job? Or how has your day been during a job interview? Technically, you have the option of not answering such questions, 
But responding with, I elect not to answer, or simply staring at the interviewer, may not send the message that you want to send, especially if you actually want the job. Similarity, if you want to play sports, you feel pressure to answer any questions asked on a forum, even those labeled as optional, just to ensure that no problems emerge with your eligibility. The argument for the menstrual cycle disclosure requirement is rooted in the belief that hormones released during menstruation can affect an athlete's performance. This information can help coaches make informed decisions about an athlete's readiness to compete. Proponents of this practice believe this information can help prevent injury and support athletes who may be experiencing discomfort or physical limitations during their periods. However, despite the good intentions, the menstrual cycle disclosure requirement has been met with resistance and criticism from various groups. I mean, this information is highly personal and private. Many feel it should not be disclosed to others, particularly coaches and trainers. The fear of this information being used against the individual or shared without their consent is also significant, as it could potentially harm one's reputation and create social and emotional stress. In this open social media, fake news, conspiracy world we live in today, it only takes one to spill the beans. Some believe that coaches and trainers may use the information to unfairly limit an athlete's participation on the assumption that their performance is being affected by their menstrual cycle. Well, I can't believe. Anyway, now there were numerous discussions on social media regarding Flora's blatant trampling on women's rights by requesting athletes to submit menstrual information on athletic forums. The menstrual cycle disclosure requirement has been criticized for perpetuating gender stereotypes and stigma surrounding menstruation. This requirement implies that menstruation is a weakness, I can't believe this, or an impediment to athletic performance, which is not supported by scientific evidence. Now, requiring athletes to disclose information about their menstrual cycles reinforces the notion that women's bodies are a hindrance to athletic success and reinforces gender-based prejudices and biases. This notion can discourage young women from participating in sports and pursuing athletic careers altogether. As always, I do a lot of research on my topics, and I had the opportunity to speak with a few women to get their opinion on this topic. One responded by saying, people assume a female is less productive or can't perform at her peak performance because she is menstruating. However, the woman's body is resilient, and to assume a natural occurrence could somehow allow a coach to say, sorry girl, you just can't play today because you're on your period, and you'll just impact the team's stats. The same person said that during the 1950s, some doctors didn't want women to run because they thought that their uterus would fall out. Hmm. I wonder if they had the same notion that if men ran, their balls would fall off. The lady went on to say that she felt that she was surprised that federations like the WBA, International Sports Federation for Women, and others haven't jumped in yet to address this absurd policy. Women and girl athletes have been violated by the medical industry, coaches, and sports medicine tra and trainers for decades. Another individual said, on a shared experience of participating in sports, when she went out, all she had to do was 
get a medical physical by her doctor and have her parents' permission slip. That was it. Now, a third person I asked, and I think they laid it out pretty well, and I think this really hits it right on the nail. All the states requiring detailed menstrual history for girls' sports is incredulous. Did you consider the angle that this very likely wouldn't have happened if women had equal proportional representation in legislatures? In so many states, legislation impacting women and minorities is primarily made by men. I seriously doubt any legislation with equal male and female representation could have passed such rules. Now let's get back to the five questions on the Florida form labeled as females only. Many of the other questions labeled medical history now seem somewhat innocuous and have clear relevance to sports participation. I mean, for example, asking whether you had a history of seizures or symptoms like chest pain and dizziness while exercising could help determine whether you have an undiagnosed major heart condition. Competing in sports with such a condition and without proper precautions could be life-threatening. Fair enough. But then at the end of the many questions asked about your health come the more pointed questions. Now, what exactly would be the dangers of running onto a playing field when you had 14 periods last year versus 12? Why ask such questions of females only? Okay, let's level the playing field here, shall we? Why doesn't the form have the males-only section that will ask questions such as, when was your last erection? How long do your erections last? How many times do you masturbate, and why? What was your last sperm check reading? Since Roe versus Wade was overturned, more women's issues are being scrutinized. Why? Caveman-like thinking seems to be making a comeback here. Today we look at administration that is odd and archaic. Girl and women in sports have been able to manage their periods without a team coach's help. I mean, over the past 70 years, women have been playing on sports teams without issues. Today, more than ever, we see how extreme and able today women's athletes are. They compete nationally and internationally. Now remember, they were once high school athletes. It is important to create a supportive and inclusive environment for all athletes, regardless of their gender or menstrual status, so that they can pursue their athletic goals without fear of discrimination or stigma. What can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? As for the Florida High School Sports Group, they had an emergency meeting to vote on whether to adopt the four-page form asking these types of questions. In the end, the director of Florida's high school backed away from asking female athletes to disclose their menstrual history in order to participate. The recent controversy surrounding using a menstrual history form for female athletes in Florida, or anywhere, highlights the importance of respecting privacy and bodily autonomy, and serves as a reminder to challenge gender discrimination and just put an end to this unbelievable craziness. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website, which you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. 
be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.